Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Numbers go to infinity. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, and amen. More of you, God. More, more, more. What a beautifully written heart's cry to our Father. I tell you, every time I hear this song, it is timeless. It doesn't get old. I can listen to it all day and all night because it is what I truly want for myself. I want more of God. I want more of him. I need him. Every day, every hour, I need him to be with me, to be inside of me, moving, shaking, teaching me, growing me, expanding me, enlarging me, helping me to know, hallelujah, hallelujah, beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's with me because I know that I am but a faulty human being. I don't know about you, but you know, hallelujah, you purpose and plan sometimes. You get up in the morning, you got a long grocery list of things that you want to accomplish for the day, and you might not only, you might get one thing done, hallelujah, and you know that your your heart was set in that morning, you were excited, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, and what happens? You end up, you look at the list at the end of the day, and you cannot believe that you only got one thing accomplished, and sometimes we don't get anything accomplished. So I'm just thankful to God, I'm thankful for you and you and you, I'm excited, that you decided to join me on today, hallelujah, for this Fresh Manor broadcast. And I thank God for all of those that will be listening in later. I'm Pastor Adrian Rump, and this is Fresh Manor. Fresh Manor, Fresh Manor, Fresh food falling directly from heaven. What we need, the bread that we need, hallelujah, to help us live, to help us go forth as thus saith the Lord. Well, hallelujah, we have been talking about this month uh, the peace that passes all understanding, and it has been an exciting time in God to uh, study this and to go forward in uh, what he has said regarding peace and how we can have peace and how we can live in peace and how we can enjoy peace and how we can really just grow in him and, and understand what he expected of us through peace. I mean, how many of us know that we got to have peace in order to walk with God in order for us to walk truly and walk by faith and not by sight, we've got to get to some level of peace, amen, because otherwise we'll be walking and talking uh, worry warts, always concerned about what's next and what's going to happen next and who's going to do this and who's going to do that. And so I'm excited that um, you decided to join me today as we continue on uh, in this particular vein. However, I won't be talking about peace specifically, but I'm going to talk about something that you're going to need to be able to do, amen, in order to have peace. And so today we're going to talk about more of Jesus. So before I go forward any any further, let us go ahead and go to the throne of grace in prayer. Would you join me? Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and we honor you, God, and we give you all the praise and we thank you in advance for what you're doing, Lord, and what you will do. God, we thank you that these are your people. God, they are your sheep, the sheep of your pasture. And, Father God, we ask you, the good shepherd, to come and lead us and guide us, God, to protect us, to cover us, God, to teach us, to train us, God, to mend our brokenness, God. We ask you to come and attend to our needs, hear our cry. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that this particular uh, word on today, Father God, that it will be a blessing to those that are listening, God, that it will feed them as your fresh manna did so long ago to the children of Israel as they traveled in the desert. Oh, God, I thank you. And I praise you for everything that's going on in my life right now. God, I thank you, hallelujah, for good, bad, and different. God, I thank you for your agape love working, God, and, and teaching and training. God, I thank you for all those that are listening, God, and I bless you for all you're about to do. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 
Well, we're going to be talking about more of, of you, Jesus. That's what we're going to talk about is right in line with uh, the psalmist and, and her beautiful rendition of her heart cry to Father God. And I just believe that you and I need more Jesus. In order for us to experience that true peace as a past of all understanding, we've got to seek him. We've got to be in him. First and foremost, we've got to invite him in. Amen. We have to invite him in. We have to be able, amen, to um, have accepted him. And then we have to be able to be striving to be more like him and to model our lives after him. And so I believe that's what Father God gave the thrust on today for us to have this particular message. Because if we're going to go forward into the next month, as we, we have uh, the wonderful uh, Easter season, the resurrection season is right upon us. Amen. This is Palm Sunday. We need to understand Jesus' sacrifice. We need to understand that everything that he did was for you and for me, and it is all for the taking. It's free. All we got to do is just accept it. Hallelujah. All we got to do is receive it. Amen. And so it's there for us, and if we can just say, God, I receive it. Jesus, I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. Then we're going to unlock some things. We're going to unlock some doors that have been shut. So let me let me just go to Hebrews chapter 11, and I pray you got your word. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 in the New Testament. We know where that is. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hallelujah. I feel, about, I feel good in God right now. I pray you feel good in him too. And it reads this way, and I'm reading from uh, the NIV version, my student Bible. Not that I'm a student. Well, I am. I'm a student until death because I want to continue to learn more and more and more about God and who he is. And Hebrews chapter 11 reads this way, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That's it in a nutshell. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly Seek him. And I believe one of those rewards is peace. I believe one of those rewards, hallelujah, is contentment. I believe one of those rewards is the fruit of the Spirit. I believe one of those rewards is um, a happiness in God like we, we have never experienced before, not happiness that comes from the things of the world. I believe that when we live this way, Hebrews eleven six, when we live this way, we're going to have some things in our life that we thought we're dead and gone and that we didn't have opportunity to actually live out or live through, we're going to see that God has some things that are just going to be so wonderful for all of us. And so let's talk a little bit about this more of Jesus. Would you go with me? Just in your mind, I want you to begin to wrap your mind about how we're living today. Just Just think about yourself and think about the things that you require, the things that you desire. Think about your life and, and, and where you are in this station of your life, the things that you've come through. Hallelujah. Think about the things that you are desiring for the future. Amen. I want you to begin to just wrap your mind around all that's, that's happening. You know, today we live in a society where people's minds are far from the things of God. Amen. Everyone wants more. Everyone's desiring more. Everyone feels like they need more, more money, more property, more provision, more things, more fame, more notoriety, more titles. You know, we're constantly trying to get more. We just need more. We feel like we need more of everything. And because of God's blessing upon us, we do have more. But 
people, and I'm not talking about you, amen, I'm talking about people, people, um, our discontent and, and how we react to God is very ungrateful. We have such great consuming appetites. We desire more and more and more that we fail to realize all the blessings that God has poured upon us and upon this great nation. If you think about it, when you look back at your family, can you see where God has brought you from? Can you see the things that God has afforded your family? Can you see how you're not struggling as much in some areas? You might still, it might still be a struggle in some areas, but you can see that some things that you used to have to contend with, you don't have to contend with anymore. Commitment and sacrifice are unheard of anymore. People don't really want to stay committed. They don't stay at a job for a, a long length of time anymore. We see that there's issues where people don't want to bend over backwards or go out of their way to do anything for other people anymore, how we used to be a nation that truly looked out for one another, the patriotism, the feeling in our breasts that we would have, amen, regarding the flag and what this nation stood for, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We've seemed to move away from that. You know, commitment, as I said, and sacrifice are unheard of. We want more. We want more, we want more, we want more. And we want things cheaper. Come on now. We don't want to have to pay for anything. And more without a cost. You know, this attitude, this attitude that I just described to you is among the sins, other sins, that God brings upon this nation. You see, we become slaves to more. Everyone you know has some form of debt, whether it's credit card debt, whether it's uh student loan debt, you got a mortgage, you got a car note, whatever it is, there's some form of debt that everybody in this nation is probably contending with. The average household has over $3,000 in credit card debt. Can you believe that? Our nation is propped up by debt. Come on now, we know about that, ooh, the trillions and trillions of dollars that we're constantly, you can see the ticker just moving, even right now in your mind, about how much our gross national debt is continuing on to be. It is a debt that will one day come due. We're about to pay for these things. Y'all understand that, right? And the new Federal Reserve Board chairman had recently stated that as a nation, hallelujah, we're going to see some things happen that's going to cripple our economy. We've allowed our enemies immunity because they sell us cheap goods and, and energy. We sell integrity, hallelujah, for cheap goods. Come on, somebody need to talk about this thing right now. China who has been uh, considered a threat and has supported our enemies in, Co- in, uh, in the Korean and Vietnam Wars, is on an international list of human rights violators and is considered on the strongest trade partner. It's one of our strongest trade partners. But we look the other way, probably because of greed, because we desire more. Even after selling nuclear technology to other enemies, we have become dependent upon Middle Eastern oil. Even with them threatening Israel, Saudi Arabia, it is another one that provides us Or We turn the other way with all the terrorism, all the ISIS acts, everything that's going on. We turn the other, we turn a blind eye because we want more. Hallelujah. When we think about those that have hijacked planes and have caused terrorist attacks here and there and everywhere, we are turning our backs because we want more. We desire more cheap electronics, more cheap clothing, more cheap trinkets, more cheap this, that, and the other, and we will compromise 
as a nation, we will compromise our integrity and our beliefs and what is right to get these cheap trinkets. More oil, even if we have to pay $70 a barrel, even if we have to pay $100 a barrel, even if we have to pay $50 a barrel, even if our consumers have to pay over $3, $4, $5 a gallon. We complain about it, but whatever. What, what, What do we do? We still go and we still pay that fee. Unfortunately, we don't treat the things of God like this. We don't consider the things of God as a necessity. We don't consider the things of God as something we must have. And I'm convinced, and I pray that you will be convinced by the time I finish this sermon, that Jesus is the answer and that we know that we need to have more of him, more, 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 Jesus, more of you. We need more, 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 Jesus, more of you. When we look at those in the word of God, that are, they gave several stellar examples, hallelujah, of why we need more of Jesus. When we look at Caleb and we look at Joshua in the 13th chapter of Numbers, Moses sent out 12 spies to do a reconnaissance on the promised land. Ten came back with negative reports. They had seen that men were uh, of great stature. They saw them as giants, and, and, and they, that was in their sight that, that we are but grasshoppers is what they answered back. But Joshua and Caleb probably remembered God's promise back in Exodus 29. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God, and they shall know that I am the Lord their God that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. You see, Joshua and Caleb knew that all they needed was God, and they could obtain his promises. Later on, we find that God commissioned Joshua to be Moses' successor and that God will use him to conquer the promised land. Caleb, at 85 years young, drove the Anakin, a powerful people with fence walls out of Hebron and was given to as an inheritance. His battle cry was, give me this mountain. The ten spies who failed God never saw the promised land. They died in a plague. We need more of God in our lives in order to receive his promises. More of you, Lord, more of you. Let's go to Gideon. He's another witness. In Judges chapter 6, verse 11, the angel of the Lord approached Gideon and told him that God would use him to deliver Israel from the Midianites. Gideon responded with, oh, Lord, my family is poor, and I am the least of them. And the Lord said unto him, surely, ha, come on, somebody. I get glad in my spirit when I hear the Lord say, surely, because that means that without a shadow of a doubt, it's coming to pass. Surely, I will be with thee. Come on, somebody. And the Lord said unto him, surely, I will be with thee. Come on, somebody. And the Lord said, surely, I will be with thee. And thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Come on. We may be the least of these, but God can make us conquerors. All we need is more, 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 more. Jesus, more of you. We need more God. Let's look at David, our brother David. David was considered to be a man after God's own heart. With God in his life, he defeated the giant Goliath. God took him from a shepherd boy into a 
and made him into a king. As, as king, he wanted to return God's glory unto Israel. We find him Samuel, Second uh, Samuel chapter 6 and 12, where he brought back and restored the ark to Jerusalem. That's a great work, hallelujah, for anybody. He knew that we needed more of God. He knew that we needed more, 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 more of him. Asa, hallelujah, as most readers of the Bible, unless they happen to be history buffs, doze off once they finish the accounts of the famous monarchs of the Bible, such as Saul and David and Solomon. But Asa was Solomon's great-grandson, and God gave him three whole chapters of Chronicles for a reason. Asa was not brought up to be a spiritual person. Solomon, as everyone knows, had wandered from God near the end of his life. Rehoboam, Solomon's son, came next as evil. And Abijah, Asa's father, let idol worship come right into the midst of what was supposed to be a godly society. Baal was welcomed as a part of the crop. Asherah posed and oversized carvings of the male sex organ supposed to bring fertility was common. Children were actually offered as sacrifices in the fires of Molech in such a spiritual climate, hallelujah, who was it who got through to young Asa? And who convinced him to seek the Lord? Well, we don't know that answer. But in Second Chronicles 14, chapter 2 through 4, it tells us, Second Chronicles 14, verses 2 through 4, it tells us only that earthly, only that early in his reign, Asa did what was good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and the high places, and he smashed the sacred stones, and he cut down the poles, and he commanded Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their fathers, and to obey his laws and commands. In essence, Asa was saying, you know what, time out. Time out for all this mess. Time out for all this stuff that we're doing that's against God. Time out. We need God. We're seeking God. We're going back to our first love. We're going back to the old landmark. We're going back to our source. We're going back to the promise. Come on, somebody. We cannot make headway in seeking God without tearing down the accumulated junk in our souls. Some of us are trying to move on and move on and try to get higher with God and get more of God, but we're not willing to let go of the baggage. Well, that's a sermon for another day, so we won't go there. But we have to start seeing the simple debris, the simple deposits, the simple residue that we have still that we hadn't even noticed before, which is holding us back from the blessings of God. It's holding you back from that peace that surpasses all understanding. It's holding you back from that joy, unspeakable joy. It's holding you back from living your life on purpose. Anytime people get hungry to truly know the Lord, the Holy Spirit quickly puts a shovel and a broom in their hands. Husbands and wives begin to deal with long-buried issues that are hurting their marriages that cause pain in the marriage. Adults take a closer look at their choice of TV programs and movies. I don't know about you, but I've moved through every one of these steps. Come on, and I pray that you will too because it's going to gratify, it's going to grow you. Church members begin to see the damage that they're wreaking havoc with their gossip, with their lying, with their backbiting, with their racial attitudes and their criticisms. Come on. You know how we do. Church folks, hallelujah, want to leave somebody out, exclude somebody, want to say that somebody can't do this and can't do that, and you can't sit there, and you can't wear this, and you can't talk, you can't be a part of this. We as church people sometimes are the biggest heathens 
and we are the biggest uh, hypocrites. Now, I admit that some of what I just shared with you might sound outdated in your young ears. Maybe it sounds out of step with what the, what's happening now, you know, what people seem, deem as acceptable. But we're going to claim God's blessing. And we're going to, in order to claim it, we're going to have to do it with how we live. We cannot just live any old kind of way and expect God to show up and show out. We can't just live any old kind of way and expect God's promises hallelujah, to come freely and to come easily. We cannot live just any old way and not wanting to stay in touch with the old landmark and think that we're going to have peace. When we're greedy and we're looking at things, lusting with our eyes, desiring to have more, living beyond our means, wanting more of what God doesn't really want for us, we're going to reap what the world gets, the same penalties. The Bible shows us that sin grieves the Holy Spirit and quenches God's power, and quenches the Holy Spirit's power among us. Without his blessing, we miss out on what God has for us and what God wants us to be. When we look back again at Asa, later we see that Asa was confronted with a huge Cushite army for no apparent reason. Asa's godliness did not ensure a smooth road for the rest of his life. But he understood that all he needed was more of God to get him through. When we look at Second Chronicles 14 and 11, it says that Asa called to the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, there is no one, glory be to God, like you, to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rely on you. And in your name we have come against this vast army. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against us. They cried for the Lord to arise. They cried for the Lord to move on their behalf. They cried for the Lord to hear their cry, and he did. The Cushites were decisively wiped out, despite their overwhelming numbers, for the terror of the Lord had fallen upon them. Hebrews eleven six. Anyone who comes to the God who comes to God must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I can go on and on and on about all of what we're supposed to do throughout the word of God by the examples that our forefathers led. But one thing is for sure. We need to know that we need more of God. We need more of Jesus. We need more of the Holy Spirit in order for us to truly, truly live within underneath that peace that surpasses all understanding. Everything that you need is in God. Seek him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness. And guess what? Everything else that you desire, everything else that you feel like you need is going to be added unto you. Well, this is the word of the Lord for this day. And I pray that it has encouraged you or enlightened you or caused you to think a little bit more about your motives and things that you can see, hallelujah, that God loves you so much and he desires so much for you. In this season, it's time for you to get right, get right, get right with God. Get so heavily entrenched in him, hallelujah, that you're going to win, you're going to sustain the winds and the rain, and you're going to be strengthened for this next leg of your journey. We love you so much with the love of Jesus Christ. And I want to pray for those that maybe don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Will you pray with me? 
Father God, I'm a sinner. I repent of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, make me new. And Father God, I'll serve you. Father, I love you and I desire for you to be Lord of my life. I believe Jesus died and that he rose again on the third day. And I receive him as my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer today, amen, you are now saved. You are now in fellowship with our Lord God, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and with the wonderful comforter known as the Holy Spirit. All three are working on your behalf. And so I'm excited for you. And I, we'd love for you to reach out to our ministry, and we'd love for you to let us know that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. At this time, we have wonderful resources that we would love to put in your hands. We would love for you to, to go to GodChurchInternational.org or .com and contact us via, go through our contact page and contact us via one of those methods. And we want to put some wonderful resources in your hands that I believe will help to keep you encouraged on your new Christian journey. God has so many wonderful things in store for you. And you'll begin to see that, you know what, everything that God has for you is good and it's perfect, it's wonderful. Hallelujah. You may still be going through some struggles. You still might have some issues that come up in your life, but you'll know that you know that you know, just as King Asa knew, that God is with you. When he's with you, you're going to win. When you call upon him, he's going to answer, and he's going to be with you even until the end. Well, we love you with the love of Jesus Christ. And until next week at this same time, we want you to remember this. It's not about you. It's not about me. But it's all about him. We love you so very much. And good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.